there is a real spiritual power behind the entertainment industry, whether it's the music or the movies. And most of these individuals, even if they haven't made a decision that they're going to go sacrifice a goat or sacrifice someone's child, by the very fact that they have default, not given their hearts to the Lord and have chosen their own direction, you already automatically make yourself the tool of Satan. And the more that you continue to go forward in the direction of seeking out your own selfish desires, the more you can become that vessel that he can use to promote his agenda through. And that's something that people don't understand. Alrighty, everybody, thank you so much for tapping in. This is King Legend 757 on another wonderful episode of King Legend Talks. Today, we are joined by a very special individual who's really out here seeking the heart of God and doing the will of God and um, just being such an example. Um, I just had to have him on a podcast for y'all today, man, because there's a lot that we're going to digest. There's a lot we're going to learn today. Um, and I tell you, I pray about my interviews. I pray about the people that come on this platform. And when I was praying for this interview, the Holy Spirit was so strong in, in what he wants to do right now in this moment. And I think it's important that everyone set themselves an expectation, um, that they're going to hear something from our dialogue here today that is going to impact their lives. You know, and, and I think it's important that before we start, we got to give glory to God, you know, for the, for all who he is, like the creator of the universe. We got to start off by just giving glory to God, um, thank him for the opportunity to just be alive right now to even carry out his will. Um, so I want to start off with prayer. Um, just go ahead and introduce yourself really quick and then let's get the prayer going for us, okay? Sure, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me. Anyway, for um for those of you out there that don't know me, everybody knows me as a forerunner. And um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here with you and I'm always delighted to pray. I'm gonna to kneel to pray, I'll probably go off camera, but you'll hear me. So let's do it. And when I pray when I have the opportunity. Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for the blessing of being able to be here with my brother at this time that we can come together to just worship your holy name and to acknowledge your sovereignty over our lives and to share your truth with others that are seeking for truth and longing for guidance. We know that we're living in critical times and your word declares this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. And it is our desire to be used to be as instruments by which other men and women, boys and girls, whom you gave your life to redeem from the power of sin and Satan might be able to hear this blessed message of salvation and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as sovereign of their lives. We pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit that he will empower us with his presence. You promised in John 16, 13, that when the spirit of truth would come, he would guide us into all truth. And that is all we desire, Lord, truth. Truth that will make us free so that we can stand at liberty from all the deceptions and perversions of the enemy. We want to be refashioned in your image and in your likeness. So abide with us, dear God. May holy angels draw close to us 
And may everyone be blessed in this form. We ask this blessing and we thank you for hearing and answering because your promises are true. And we pray it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow. I, I just feel the presence of God already. We just getting started. I, I just know this is something mighty that's about to happen today, y'all. Um, right now, let's go ahead and just dive in really quick for the people that may not know much about you um, okay. and your ministry and things like that. Uh, let's go ahead and give them kind of the layout of what God has been um, using you for in these moments. Sure. So, um, yeah, I've been doing I've been doing like a media ministry now for quite a bit of time. The Lord called me out of the entertainment industry. A few years back, I used to write um, screenplays, did my first movie back in, back in about 2000. And um, yeah, God's just been leading me and sharing his message of salvation and hope um, through YouTube, um, through any platform, you know, television, whatever the case may be, every platform the Lord opens up for me, the doors he opens for me, I go, I go through them and seek to share his truth with others. So whether it was preaching in, um, preaching in subway cars in New York City to now, you know, doing going around the world and sharing the message from every continent. So that's pretty much, that's the life that I've been living the last few years. And I praying that I can continue in this path and be faithful until the second coming. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people got to understand, like, it's a growth process. I'm quite sure, like, when you first started, you wasn't at this level of maturity that you're at now. Um, and, and today we're going to talk about some of that process of really getting into that place where we can, where our faith truly pleases God, you know, um, for you, I know a bit of your testimony, so okay. I won't, I won't have you dive into the entire testimony. Um, but there were a couple of things in your testimony. I wanted a lot of people to really understand because I know a lot of people can truly benefit from that, you know, okay. um, specifically we're talking about hip hop, uh, smoking weed, things of that nature that people do unknowingly about, they don't have knowledge of all the spiritual things that's behind it. Um, and I want you to kind of share with us your experience on when you were smoking weed and, and when you were writing, <laughs> And let's talk about this 200-page script that you came up with and that encounter that you had and, and, and the revelation that you had from that experience. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so as you may mention, I've, uh, when I started out in the entertainment industry, I started out just writing um, treatments for music videos. And then one day my managers called me in the office. They're like, man, you've been doing really good on the projects that we've been giving you. Cause this is when, you know, they have big budget videos. Everybody that has a camera now and has final cut or, you know, premiere can do videos now. But back then it was a different story. Right. And um, so I was, you know, doing these treatments for these music videos. And they were like, man, you've been doing a really good project. All the, I'm doing a real good job on all the projects we've been giving you. How would you like to try your hand at writing a movie script? And I was like, you know, the no-brainer of course i want to do it you know when i have to have the script in and then <laughs> he told me tomorrow night at eight o'clock and i was like what that's impossible and they're telling me listen we just closed the deal on this project we're going to be executive producing we don't have a writer for the project fully as yet you know this is the idea go home write the script 
you know, do what you can do, bring whatever you can bring back eight o'clock tomorrow night. Cause obviously they had to Right. All right, let's do it. So I left, I went to the supermarket. I bought a can of coffee. Not that I endorse coffee. Matter of fact, I'm much so against any caffeinated beverage. Just another story for another time. Anyhow, I went home, started writing. And as I was sitting down at the desk writing, you know, the tiredness came upon me and I opened up this can of coffee and I ate about two to three handfuls, maybe three or four handfuls of coffee. And then I just kept writing and like the fishbowl effect kicked in. I was just there like, you know, eyes huge writing. And then the next day before eight o'clock, eight o'clock, I walked into their office and I dropped a 200 plus page script on his desk. And he's like, what's this? I was like, it's the script you're asking for. He was like, is it any good? I said, I have absolutely no idea. Okay, so, hold on one second. I don't want that to go over nobody's head. Yeah. In one night, you yeah. wrote a 200-page script. Yeah, truth. And you were tired. Like, yeah, you were I, extremely exhausted. I probably remember everything that happened the first hour, and that's it. And beyond that, it was just, I was just... It's definitely what they call automatic writing. That's all that was happening. I was just putting pen to paper. That was it. I was just writing, making it happen. Wow. Now, at this time, were you were you smoking weed? Like, what was the environment like at this time? As you're saying, like, during this time of my life, I was heavily engaged in smoking weed, selling selling drugs. And um, I had a girlfriend at that time that was a Haitian lady. Spend a lot of time at our house. Most of the time, I would work on a lot of my projects over there, the music and everything else that we would work on. And uh, her father, you know, was heavily engaged in um, voodoo. You know, unfortunately, it tends to be intrinsic within the Haitian culture, but his, her father definitely was took it all on. And so I'm there in this house where these spiritual activities were taking place on a day-by-day basis. This man was talking to the spirits. And I would be in there smoking weed and opening myself up to entities that I had no knowledge of. And then I remembered, you know, shortly after the time that 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 script that I had written had green had getting green had gotten green lighted. Um, things were kind of moving in my direction. I was at home one day and I was looking in the mirror and I distinctly remember just looking in my eyes and I saw something there in my eyes and I saw a presence there with me that I knew wasn't me. Mm. And um as been terrified, but I actually smiled because I realized in that space of time that whatever that entity was that was inhabiting me was enabling to actually be successful in all of the ventures that I was undertaking, whether it was the music, because I wasn't writing rhymes anymore. The music was just coming to me. When it came to the scripts, I could just do, you know, whether I was working on a TV pilot, I would knock out a TV pilot a couple of days. I would knock mm-hmm. out two weeks. It's like this consistently that they were just throwing projects at. And I knew that between that and other things that I was doing in the streets, it was this entity that was aiding and vetting me, you know, in this, in this direction. And I thought I had control of it until I began to realize that what I thought I had control of really had control of me. And I started wow. is that, um, you know, I really, I'm not proud of, but I can, I could see a very dramatic shift in my character. Now I want to, I want to really tap into what's really happening like you're you're really having that moment and you're in the mirror you're looking at yourself and for the first time you recognize that okay all of these successes that i've been having i've been having help from somewhere and i'm looking in the mirror and i'm starting to recognize that 
it's not something that's different here. Like, this isn't just me. You recognize the spirit in that moment when you looked in the mirror, but you smiled as in you kind of accepted because it was bringing, you know, riches, so to speak, you know, success. 100%. Yeah, it was bringing success. I mean, I'm young. I'm young. I'm not even really like fully in the door as of yet. And I'm already starting to get five figure checks. And I'm like, I'm only on the way up from it. So, you know, it's, it's everything is lovely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that's deep because a lot of people don't understand that, um, that there are people that are also aware of these things and have accepted them and embraced mm-hmm. them. And I think that's something I wanted to make sure people didn't overlook is that there are people that are fully aware what they're involved in and they are okay. They accept what comes with it. 150%. And, and that's one of the reasons why it was, it wasn't my desire initially when I began sharing information on the internet, but the Lord led me in addressing some of the things that I see in the entertainment industry. I speak from a place of experience. So sometimes people think I'm just making statements, not understanding my background and me understanding the reality of the fact that this is a spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. I became acutely aware of the fact that there is a real spiritual power behind the entertainment industry, whether it's the music or the movies. And most of these individuals, even if they haven't made a decision that they're going to go sacrifice a goat or sacrifice someone's child, by the very fact that they have default, not given their hearts to the Lord and have chosen their own direction, you already automatically make yourself the tool of Satan. And the more that you continue to go forward in the direction of seeking out your own selfish desires, the more you can become that vessel that he can use to promote his agenda through. And that's something that people don't understand. There's more than one way to quote unquote, sell your soul. You don't have to just be like, oh, you know, I want to worship Satan. No, all you have to do is say, I'm not going to worship God. I'm going to serve my own selfish worldly desires and you're in. Wow. Man, this is deep. T- take me through to what happened next. Yeah, so um, it's a lot to talk about there, but I'll just fast forward. Um, after some time going through some situations and realizing that, like I stated, when I thought I had control of that control of me, there started to develop within me a desire to you know, want to live a different life, actually be at least set free from what was going on and kind of be in control of my own situation once again. But I didn't have, I didn't really have the idea of how to make that happen. I didn't know what to do to be set free. So I was, I was really in a space where I just started smoking more marijuana is what you try to, to ease, to ease my conscience that was just starting to to really nag me. And that was the spirit of God speaking to my heart. I understand that now. And I remember one day I picked up some money from a guy that was working for me. He was selling some product for me, you know. Right. And um, went up down Manhattan, Spanish Harlem to pick up some more product from my, from my, um, from my supply. And uh, there I was, I had this weight on me. <laughs> and, but my conscience is just, is bothering me and it's not bothering me about that I have this product. Bothering me is that I'm not in control of my life and I'm trying to experience something different, but I don't know what that actually looks like. I remember I went 
over to Dykeman Park for those of you that are familiar with in New York. And um, I sat down in Dykeman Park. I did something really stupid. I had all these dry, all this product you know, when you don't want to draw any attention to yourself. And um, I rolled up a blunt and I started to smoke. And I remember as I was there starting to smoke, I heard a voice begin to speak to me saying, you know, Chris, you need to stop selling drugs. And I said, you know what? I need to stop selling drugs. Chris, you need to stop smoking weed. I said, you know what? I need to stop smoking weed. I put the blunt down. You need to stop doing these. I said, you know what? I'm done with the movies. Chris, you need to stop doing the music. I said, you know what? I'm not doing the music anymore. I said, Chris, you need to go to school and become a preacher. I said, I'm going to become a preacher. (laughs) And that was truly my, you know, my Damascus Road experience. I literally saw the light and I wasn't looking for it. But the only reason that I answered in the affirmative to all the questions, you know, the, all the suggestions that were being presented to me is not because I knew it was the Holy Spirit. Right. I just, I just had this strong sense within myself that if I listened to that voice, I was going to experience the peace that I was looking for. Wow. When the truth, when I said yes, I'm going to stop with the music. I have peace. You I know, that reminds me of conviction. Sometimes, like when you have that conviction on your heart, it exactly. can it can be that small voice that saying, "This is wrong. Don't mm-hmm. do that." But when you listen to that voice. Mm-hmm all of a sudden you start to do the thing God wants you to do. And then you start to have access to the thing God wants for you and your purpose and and the will of God can be done through you as long as you continue to be a vessel by being obedient. Amen. And that's, that's deep. Yeah. That bit of God speaks to us on, you know, many of us are out here trying to, with this audible voice that sounds like, but the reality is that the Spirit of God speaks to us through the voice of conscience. We just have to listen. And that impression to do something that is totally in opposition to everything that you are doing or you want to do, in most cases, it's what the Spirit of God is guiding you to do. And so we just have to listen. And, and the way that our minds become more attuned and sensitive to the voice of the Spirit of God is when we spend time in the Bible. Because the more we the Bible, the more we become acclimated to hearing the voice of the Spirit of God. It's just like if you and I have conversations on a daily basis, you know, I, if I could hear, I could hear your voice off in the distance, I'm like, oh, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right there. I know that voice right there. It's yeah. just, that's the type of relationship that God wants all of us to be with him. Just spending time, we'll be more attuned with the voice of his Spirit. Absolutely. Man, that's so important. You know, I think a lot of people have a a bad taste when it comes to doing the will of God, you know, um, because we are in the flesh and a lot of people, they have these fleshly desires. They feel like the opposite is just not as good. Right. But when you read the Bible, everything God ever presented to us was better. And so it's mind blowing because that's how you know the mind is deceived. Because you think that what you have is better, but God is saying, what I have for you, nobody else can even give you. Amen. Amen. And, and, and it's so important because once you start seeking the heart of God, you get to this place where the desires of your heart becomes to do his will. Amen. And, and that's what's so important is that people recognize the will of God 
it's definitely, it's definitely a blessing on your life. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now that's a fact. You know what? I, I, I realized that we've been institutionalized by sin. You know, it's like a man that trapped in a dark closet behind bars for all of his life. And then somebody opens those bars and shines the light in. I mean, that's most of the time an individual in a situation like that would retreat from the light because they're so accustomed to the darkness, not yeah. realizing so much that they're missing, but because they've been engrossed in that darkness, it's hard for them to really comprehend that there's so much more for them. And so the more we spend time with the light, <laughs> you know, more we spend time with the light, our eyes become acclimated to realizing, man, God really has something better for us. But there's one thing pra that's very practical, and I'll, I'll let you, you know, I'll stop talking here. No, you're good. Holy Spirit lead. Yeah. There's one thing really practical that I've understood about this thing of actually, as the Bible says, oh, tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, you know, because God has to be experienced. It's not just about reading a book. It's about having a personal experience with the Lord that comes through hearing the word and putting it in ap into application. And initially, when you seek to obey the will of God, you don't initially find that experience the fullness of the joy of the Lord. It's as we go forward obeying the Lord. Um, studying what his will is and then putting into the putting it into practice that day by day we become we have our eyes opened up to realize man what God has had for me all this time is infinitely better than anything that this world has to offer and it's only something that a man or a woman can experience by having an experience you can tell people about it but the Bible makes it very clear. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So we are we're supposed to present information to people yeah. that is going to stir up their curiosity, their desire to want to actually taste it. But I can tell you this food over here on the table is amazing as much as I want to. Unless you put a forkful in your mouth, you're going to stay hungry. And you and that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. That's so, that's so important for people to realize, though. If you're listening in right now, y'all, I hope you're catching this word at this moment because God has something for your life that is much better than anything you want to desire in this moment. If you're focusing on your will, your flesh, and what you can accomplish, you're missing the point. The whole point is to do the will of God, but to also remember that God loves you unconditionally in a way where he wants the very best for you. And so many people are so focused on doing it our way and the my way mentality that they're missing out on all the things that God wants to do in their lives. There's a blessing to have the creator of the universe know you in that way. Mm. Once you enter his presence, there's something about his presence that is like no other. You can't compare it to your mother. You can't compare it to your kid. It is unique. There's a relationship and a bond there that God wants to have with you personally, one-on-one -on -one with you. And a lot of people you got to understand is that when you go to these moments, God wants you in secret. He wants you to go pray in secret. He wants you to go to this secret place so you can have that intimacy with him where he can connect with you with zero distraction. 
And when we think about the characters in the Bible, the people like Daniel, they had a praying life. You know, they had, when we look at Jesus, he prayed. There was intimacy. There's a connection there. That's the point. There's a connection. There's a relationship that is there through that prayer life that God is able to communicate with you in a way where he's able to help you carry out your assignment. You know, the the sheep know his voice. And when you're outside of the flock, you're not going to hear him as clearly as if you were right there. So we have to remain in the presence of God. And that's what's so important. And that's what I feel the Holy Spirit is really putting in my heart to share right now in this moment. Because with all these distractions that's going on in the globe, we're not talking just the United States. We're talking all the distractions that's going on in the globe. God wants the people to connect back to him. Go back to your first love is what he's saying. Go back to him. Connect with him. Get that relationship back with him in the way that it used to be. Because some people, they had a strong relationship with God at one point, but they fell off. Somewhere down the line, they got distracted and off course. And he's calling you back right now because he's coming soon. And there's a remnant that's rising and he needs you to be a part of it. And, and we have to be obedient to what he's calling us to do. At the end of the day, God has been tugging on a lot of y'all hearts about something specific. You see, your purpose is specific. You know, he, there's a lot of care put into creating you and having you get here in this moment. And I always uh, like to kind of joke with people about this. Do you know how many things had to happen in order for you to get here in this moment? Mm. Just think. And this might be a little bit too uh, too real for y'all. <laughs> but let's just say your mother never met your father. However they met, if they hadn't been at whatever place in time at that moment to even meet each other, your existence didn't happen. So the very fact that you're here is a miracle. It took a miracle to even get you here. And yeah, people want you to believe that you were here with no purpose. Connect to the source, connect with God, understand what it is that he wants you to do with your life. You're not here by mistake. You're not here by accident. You're here on purpose. Amen. So that's what the Holy Spirit put on my heart. And it's such an honor to have you come here, brother. And I do got a couple of questions for you sure. because um, when we're talking about growing, you know, some people, it's the milk of the word and for others, it's the meat of the word. So, as you got to the place in your walk with Christ, share with us some of the things that you had to change and develop to get to the space where you're at right now in your own personal relationship with Christ. Like what really changed in your, in your lifestyle, in your behavior? What really changed with the way you studied in the Word? Oh, that's huge. I, I can almost 100% say almost everything, <laughs> you know, except my, you know, I mean, like everything it was, but the wonderful thing with the Lord is, is that even though there's so much about you that needs to be changed, 
he doesn't bring to your attention everything that needs to be changed at once so that you don't feel overwhelmed with how much higher you need to come up in Christ. And that's what he did with me. I, I can remember in the beginning, obviously, you know, the profanity goes out the window, the smoking, the marijuana, the, the writing the movies, the doing the music, you know, things like that were some of the initial things that changed about the way that I was living. Of course, there were individuals that were in my life that used to be close associates or friends that I no longer could run with because we were running on two different wavelengths. We had two different purposes for existing, even though that I loved them and I tried to share the truth with them, but they made it very clear that this is what this wasn't the direction that they wanted to go in with their life. So I just had to allow them to go in the direction that they chose for themselves and pray for them in the process that the Lord would awaken them and bring them where he desired for them to be. But um, it's a process, you know, as, a, as the Bible says, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the air, then the full corn in the air. You know, we develop point by point, but at every stage we can be exactly where God wants us to be. You know, a blade is in a full stalk of corn, but the very fact that the blade shoots up out of the ground is the promise that, okay, it's going through the process. If it continues through the process, we're going to have a full stalk of corn in a space of time from the, so let's just continue to go through the process. And that's how we develop as well from infants to mature men and women in Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I'm not going to worry about right now with this, oh, every step, right. but the fact of the matter is, yeah, there was a lot of things that I needed to put off. And, uh, and I still need to grow up in the Lord, obviously, because I have not obtained, you know, my, 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 my objective and my goal is Christ. And so, and right. through as well done, thou good and faithful servant. The race is still to be ran. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where we're at right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, part of that process is faith, y'all. This Amen. whole thing is grounded in faith. And Amen. without faith, it's impossible to please God. Stop trying to do it on your own. Right. You know, that's what I tell people. Stop trying to do this thing on your own. Have faith in Christ Jesus. Not you know, um, there's a lot of people that struggle with sin, right? And the thing about sin that a lot of people have to realize is that Jesus overcame all sin. Amen. And if our faith is in Jesus, what can he not do? So if you're struggling with sin in your life, and I'm talking the repetitive one, that one that just seems to be lingering around, and like you thought you cleaned up the kitchen, but it's just, it's just this little piece right here in the corner that's hard to get off. If you're struggling with that, you have to understand that faith that you have in Jesus Christ has already defeated the sin. And you have power and authority through Jesus Christ to overcome the sin. The question is, and I love the way you break this down, my brother, are you truly repentant of the sin? Mm. Amen. Because Amen. when you truly repent, there is a a heart change towards the behavior of the sin because you understand the relationship that you have with God Amen. and how he feels towards the sin. Amen. Amen. So at the end of the day, when you repent, are you truly repenting of the sin? That is the root of the problem. Are you truly repenting of the sin? Do you really mean it? Amen. Or are you just saying, oh, God, you got me. My bad. <laughs> exactly. 
when it comes down to, hey, it's so many layers to this, but I think at the very root, we have to remember that is what truly pleases God. Amen. And I walk in everything we do. <laughs> I love. Now I love that you brought up that point. Even if, even you know, back it up a little bit. What I was talking about earlier—the first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. You know, when Jesus presented that parable, he said, "You know, the kingdom of heaven is as is as, 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 as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and he sleeps and he rises up, and uh, the seed springs and grows up. He knoweth not how." You know, the, oh, in other words, the seed, let's say the seed, and it is the symbol of the word of God. We have a responsibility to read the word of God, to plant that seed. However, the growth of the seed is not something that the farmer can accomplish. Right. You know, you can put it in the right conditions and all of that stuff, but the growth is not something that's accomplished. It's a mystery. And the same thing concerning the mystery of godliness that's spoken of in the Bible, how we can become like Christ, how we can grow in holiness that's not something that we accomplish by ourselves. We have to put our faith in our Savior and in our Redeemer to do the work in us so that daily we can grow and grow and grow until we obtain to the full maturity and the stature of our elder brother, which is Jesus Christ, as the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4. That's what we have to seek to obtain to. And as you stated, I love what you just said, you know, a moment ago there. It, there's a, there has to be that that epiphany where we have to come to that realization that the wages of sin is death. Sin is what separates us from God. Jesus came not just to forgive us for sin's past, but to actually give us power so that in him we no longer have to be dominated by sin. The flesh doesn't have to reign over us. The Bible tells us that. Romans chapter 8, what is it? And verse 3, it says, it says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he came and condemned sin in the flesh. So mm -hmm. that the, the requirements of the law might now be performed in us. Now we can not lie. Now we can honor our mother and our father. Now we don't have to have other gods before us. Now we don't have to be covetous. Now we don't have to be adulterers. Now we can be Sabbath keepers. You know I talk on it. Yeah. Because through him working in us now, the righteousness of God might be revealed in us who no longer walk according to the weakness of our flesh, but we live according to the leadership of the Spirit. And that's what the Bible says in Romans 8 and verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the Spirit will always lead us into all truth. The Spirit's not going to lead us to error. Spirit's not going to lead you to twerk in the club. Spirit's not going to lead you to be listening to um, who's out here right now? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I go, we're not going to name drop anybody. But the Spirit's not going to lead us to watch, listen to, listen to things, participate in activities that are contrary to the will of the Lord. Our flesh is going to lead us to that. But God has given us power through Jesus Christ so that now we can yield our wills to following the will of God and experience something better. And that's liberty in Christ. So I appreciate what you were saying about faith there because we have to believe it. The just shall live by faith. Absolutely. I can almost cry right now because of how serious this is to really understand because, and here's where I'm going with this. Yes, sir. There's so many people as believers that call themselves true believers in Jesus Christ that have such a low expectation for themselves when it comes to the ability of having Christ in their life to overcome that sin. It's such a low expectation. Because if you speak this way, and you know this, 
They're going to say, oh, you think you're perfect. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's the yeah, mindset. Right. And the funny thing is, this is crazy because here we are. One of our favorite scriptures as Christians is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. Now, I say to, you know, some, I see some people that come into my lives in here right now. And as I say to them many a times, you know, I know you're not supposed to use a word to define a word, but all means all. It doesn't exempt anything. You know what I'm trying to say? All means all. I can do all things. There's no sin that man has to come. There's no sin that man has to deal with, that in Jesus Christ, we can gain victory over it. The Bible tells us, John chapter 1, verse 29, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Matthew 1, verse 21, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Not in their sin, from wow. their sin. Jesus didn't pay the ransom and then still leave us in captivity. I mean, who does that? Who pays the ransom and then leaves the person there? You can keep them tied up. And that's what we're saying. Jesus pays the ransom, but we still stay bound to Satan and sin. That is nonsense. That doesn't even make sense. Man. With, the Bible says, but where grace, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Mm. So if God is giving more grace to counteract the work of Satan in our lives, and we're saying that the grace of God can't liberate us from being subject to sin, then we're simply saying that Satan is more powerful than Jesus. Mm. Now, which of us are ready to step up and say that? It's not me. It you makes too much sense. Come on, like, you know, and, and people have to understand. Here's what I recognize. You have those people who say they believe in the Bible. They believe the words are inspired by God. Mm. But then they reject what it's saying. Because if you read and really get the context of what the scripture is telling you, and you, here's the part, you can't believe and not apply it to your life. Facts. And truly believe. So if the if the Bible says this, that means I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I have access to what it's telling me here. So at that point, by faith, you believe this is the inspired word of God. You apply it to your life. So therefore, it's about your faith. It always takes you to your faith. What do you believe? Can I put something out there? Go ahead. Many times, unfortunately, people are reading the Word of God and they're coming up with these wrong conclusions because people like to interpret the Word of God based on their experience rather than accepting the Word of God based on what God is calling us to experience. Say that one, say that one more time for the people that are back to here. I'm saying... All right. People are interpreting, interpreting the word of God based on their own personal experience rather than accepting the word of God and what God is calling them in Christ Jesus to experience. Mm. So we start seeing things like, oh, God says you need to be holy. You're like, I ain't never been holy one day in my life. OK, so being holy must mean that I'm 50 percent better than what I used to be. You understand what I'm saying? That's how we come. That's how we translate it now. Right. No, no. Just be holy. You know, he says, be holy. And and you get I can go on and on with this. You get the point. Yeah. And unfortunately, the devil has brought us into this state of deception to look at the word of God like this. And that's what the Bible told us that in these last days, uh, I'm not going to go crazy. But then, <laughs> that's why Paul said it to Timothy. He says, I charge thee before God and his son, Jesus Christ, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 
but after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So people like to listen to ministers that give them messages, right? That literally harmonize with their experience or what they want to experience. So if this if, te- if this teacher says to them, oh, you can continue to watch those things, they're like, I believe him. I believe him because he says, I can, I can continue to watch that. This minister over here tells me that I can be unequally yoked. I believe what they say. Whatever our desire is, it's like we're going out there to try to find a minister that fits with our sinful passions. Mm. Fortunately, God says we preach the word even if people don't want to hear it. We need to give the straight testimony from the scriptures. Thus saith the Lord, as it is written, as it is given, because it's that message right. that hearted individual if they receive it. That's the person that's going to have liberty in Christ Jesus. Let me share this with you really quick. I had a moment earlier today, and for those people tapping in, I was a couple minutes late. I apologize. Forgive me. The The reason I was a couple minutes late, though, is because I was at the barber shop, and they were my barber, and there was somebody else there. And we were having dialogue about uh, being a Christian and what it is to truly follow Christ. And we ended up getting to this place in a conversation where he truly doesn't believe there's a heaven or a hell. And it's because of his perspective on if there was a God, then this thing wouldn't happen. And I was explaining to him how sin works and how sin is almost like contamination. And it's contaminating what's happening here in the globe. And so after so many years, what happens when, when something is contaminated? The, camp, the contamination doesn't stay the same. It grows and it becomes bigger and it becomes bigger and bigger. And it starts to infect everything else around it. And that's kind of what like sin is like. And when things are happening in the world, people, the devil has tricked people's minds into blaming God instead of looking at ourselves in the mirror in the sin and knowledge that we're being disobedient to the way God designed everything to work. And so, and so it's important that people also recognize that when we're in this flesh, it's easy to be thinking in the flesh. And it's hard for people that's thinking in the flesh to even desire the things of the spirit. And that's the main disconnect. And while the devil can trick them out their position and, and, deceive them and blind their minds yes and so when we give people this gospel and we really share the light of christ with them we have to also stand firm on truth and that's why i love what you say the truth is the truth and the reason i'm even bringing this up is because i was sitting here thinking while i was in that barbershop because the one person was receiving what i was telling him and the other person was not having it okay (laughs) One person was like, I get it. You're making a lot of sense. And the other person was like, no. Like, I, I'm not accepting that. you crazy for believing that. But, and it reminded me of the difference between the thief on the cross and the one who rejected Christ in that moment. You know, and I, I'm sorry. And so when that happened, I'm over here in the position where it's like, do I focus on both or I just let truth be truth? And that's what happened. I just allowed truth to be truth in that moment. And one received, one didn't. Mm-hmm. And the, the the bigger thing is, all, all I did was plant the seed. That's it. I had nothing else to do with the result. 
And that's so important when we're being in the ministry and we're, when we're preaching the gospel. Stop holding yourself accountable for the results of what's happening. Do your part and plant the seed and let God be God in the situation. Allow the Holy Spirit to be the one who's actually knocking on the door. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. That's all God has called us to do, to sow this seed. I love it, brother. That's what it's about. So really quick, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I do respect your time. Um, there was um, a, a testimony that you shared on your series. I want to say it was a sermon that you was preaching on uh, faith. And you okay. were talking about how God really came through for the airport situation. I think you know what I'm talking about, where you you was like, I don't even think I'm going to go because I don't think I got enough money for it. I, I really want people that's listening in on this podcast to hear this story because it's so inspirational, number one, but also it really brings a lot of glory to God. So I, I would love it if you could share that with us. Okay, sure. So just a couple of years back, not too long ago, I, I, um, I finished doing some evangelistic meetings out in the island of Fiji, and I came back to the States. I was in California, and I had maybe about, I thought I had a 24-hour layover until we jumped on another flight to head over to Zimbabwe, Africa. Mm -hmm. So as I was there in California, just driving down the road, and then my wife was there in the car with me, and she said, oh, our, our flight just left from JFK to go to Zimbabwe. I was like, what? And she said, the person that set up the flights, they messed it up and we just missed our flight. And so I thought to myself, well, I guess we're not, we're not going to Zimbabwe. So um, we jumped on the phone, contacted the people that needed to be contacted, tell, told them about the situation. They were like, listen, no, you have to come. Just see if you can at least get a flight or see what can happen. And we began to look and nothing looked good and then they said well can you at least get over to london if you can get to london then we can take it from there so all right we got back to jfk i looked at the cost for the flight now this is in december right before christmas <laughs> and we're talking about flying three people from jfk to london Heathrow. i looked at the price and they were asking for my unborn children. It was crazy. I was like, no, nah, there's no way we're not going anywhere. I said, Lord, it ain't happening. But the spirit of God just began impressing me. Go. And I said, Lord, do you really? He said, go. I said, all right, Lord, here I am. Putting out this money that I don't have to put out, but we bought these tickets. Flew over to London Heathrow, got there, and the bags got lost. So I'm like, this is crazy. Now we're here and our bags is lost. But the Lord is telling me, no, this is what I wanted you to do nonetheless. Then there's a brother that picked me up and his name is Shink. I said, brother Shink. So this brother Shink, he picks me up from the airport. Never met this man before in my life, but he picks my family and myself up and we're driving in the car. And this brother talks a lot, but he was talking a lot of good stuff. So it was okay, you know? So we're there in the car and he's talking and he's talking and talking a whole lot. And all of a sudden he starts saying how, oh yeah, you know, and I would love to start a school in the village that I grew up in in, in Zimbabwe. And he starts talking about the school thing. And as he's talking about this, I start looking back at my wife because just before we had made this trip, we were talking about how 
we had this desire unitedly to start establishing centers of influence, like schools in different places in the world to move the gospel forward. So as he was talking about this, I just re I, I knew immediately this was the reason why the Lord had allowed everything to mess up the way that it did so that I could meet with this brother who had this desire to place this school in that area. And I looked at him, I said, we'll do it. And he said, we'll do what? I said, we're going to do the school. And he said, and he smiled. And I said, brother, I'm, I'm serious. We're going to do the school. And he said, okay. I from him, did the meetings. And I came back to the United States of America. And as I got back in the U.S. and I'm driving on the way back home, all of a sudden I got a ping on my phone, a notification. And I looked and all the money that we had spent for those tickets, somebody that I'd never met before in my life sent that money to us. And I was like, praise God. I was like, see, this is how God does it. Wow. And then, then we get home and we're at home and we're talking about, okay, this is what we knew, need to do to start situating things to try to make this school happen. And we got together, my wife and I, we prayed. And as we were talking, I got another phone call. And it was a lady, once again, I never met her before, never spoke to her before. And she told me, hey, is this is this forerunner? I said, yeah, this is forerunner. It's Chris Hudson. Yeah, it's Chris Hudson. And she said, listen, you know, my husband and I, we had made a donation just a couple of weeks ago or something like that. And now we're checking our statements that we don't see. It seems like the money didn't come out of our account. Can you check and see what's going on? So I said, okay. So I went to go into the system to check things out. And then I asked her, how much money uh, was it that you, what you were donating? And she told me the amount. And I was like, I don't see it in this system, but you can sit that immediately. <laughs> it's like, and make a long story short, it was the money that we needed to start the school. Wow. The Lord just blessed everything point by point. And my wife and I, we just rejoiced because we saw how the Lord led step by step. And, you know, that's just walking by faith. So I give God the glory because great things he has done. He's worthy to be praised. He's truly faithful. Absolutely. And, and I think that's so important um, to for people to understand is that when you're really doing the will of God, he will make things happen. And I love like even even on the um, same uh, sermon that you were preaching, you really put emphasis on that God is going to keep his promise and that God cannot lie. Amen. And he will create an opportunity. He will create a situation when you have your faith in him that he's going to continue to keep his promises and not lie. Amen. And I love the breakdown that you did when you were explaining about how the universe came into existence <laughs> and how when people don't understand that, they truly don't understand what faith really is. So for those people that's listening, just so they don't miss out on the context, Oh, where we're talking about. Can you break that down to them really quick? Sure. So the quick breakdown will be, you know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 33 and verse six, by the word of the Lord, were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And verse nine tells us where he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. You know, God called all the things that we see in the visible world around us. He called all these things into existence by his invisible word. So God's word, although it's invisible, it has, it is creative power. Whatever he speaks is actually in his word. So when God said, let there be light, there was light because light was in his word. <laughs> you know, 
when God said, let there be a firmament, there was a firmament because that was in his word. God calls into existence things that are not. And the same is true for us. You know, there may be things in our lives that we see that God wants to be within us, but we currently realize that they're not in us. Well, the same way that God called forth the light out of darkness, he can call forth the light out of darkness in your life. He can, he can bring forth patience, love, kindness, tenderness, long-suffering. He can bring all those things forth in your life by that same creative power which is in his word, but you have to believe it. And there's something I didn't say in that message that I'm going to say right now. The difference between you and I and inanimate creation, when I say inanimate creation, I'm talking about mountains, trees, or in or lack or lower creation like the birds and the bees. The difference between us and them is when God says to the lion, shut your mouth, the lion shuts its mouth immediately. When God said to the tree, wither up, the trees withered up immediately. You know, when the word of God goes to inanimate creation or lower forms of creation, they immediately obey. But God has given us something that's uniquely different from inanimate creation or lower forms of life, such as birds and bees and dogs and even lions. He's given us the freedom of choice. And so when God's word comes to us and he says to you, be therefore holy, for I am holy. It's the same creative language that you see in the book of Genesis. Let there be light. He says, be ye therefore perfect. Be, be. I want this to be in you. But we have the option of choosing as to whether or not the power of God will be revealed within our lives. But once we accept it and believe it and say, Lord, what you want to be, thy will be done in me, then God's power will be made manifest in our lives. We have to believe it, accept it, and move on it. And that is true faith. Wow. <laughs> All I can say is, wow. I hope people really grab onto that. Um, and I know time is running short really quick. Before we go, um, just for study help, um, so people can grow in this walk uh, but truly being a disciple. Can you give us some tips when it comes to studying the Word of God? Sure. You know, one thing that I've been sharing with a lot of people recently is the fact that take your time with the Word of God. It's better for you to take one scripture and really focus on that one scripture, focus on each word in that scripture and how and why each word is there and how each word plays a role in the message that's being presented in that verse of scripture. Like take time to see what it is that God's communicating to you through that one verse of scripture. It's better to do that than to take, you know, to read several chapters and not even gain, you know, the message, gain an understanding. Take your time with the word of God. Cheat the word like bread. And we know there's something wrong with just cutting and swallowing. That gives you, you get constipated that way. You know what I'm saying? we're masticated to want it you know when something says taste and see that the lord is good you taste it when you take time to masticate it spend some time with the word meditate on it and you'll gain a lot of blessings that way because as you get one understanding of one scripture it'll open up other scriptures for you so if i could give you one thing very quickly take your time with the word of god better to spend a whole one hour on one scripture really dealing with it than to read many scriptures and not get much from it and you'll really be blessed in that Amen and amen. Let's go ahead and end this in prayer, if you don't mind, my brother, because I already know a lot of people are going to be blessed to hear this, and we want them to be reminded. It's one thing to hear it, but it's another to do it. Apply it to your life. So let's go ahead and pray for those people that are struggling with unbelief, um, people that are struggling or they want to do the, these things, but they just don't see it in themselves that they can do it. 
Let's send, let's send a prayer out to them right now for us in Jesus' name, okay? Let's just do it. Heavenly Father, I want to give you praise, Lord, for your spirit that's been here with us. Thank you that we can come together and commune on your word and just testify of your goodness and, and declare your praises and once again have our faith fortified in the fact that your word is true, that you cannot lie. Whatever you declare will always be done because you are Jehovah, the God Almighty. Father, we pray for those that are here with us or those that will listen to this video at somewhere else at some point in time that is doubting, Lord, that is, they're, they're discouraged. They may be in a place where they do not have faith or they're struggling with holding on to their faith. Lord, be with them in a special way. Help them to give you the opportunity to move in the very small things in their life. They make that decision just to say, I'm going to trust God with this thing and allow you to show them how not only can they trust you with that small thing, but they can trust you with everything. Lord, I really ask for your people that you would bless us with a revival and reformation that you would open our eyes to the fact that everything in this world is temporary. It's here today and gone tomorrow. It's just a vapor. But what you're setting before us is eternal. And even more important, Lord, it is better. It is better. It is better. And so my simple prayer at this time is help us all to taste and see how good you are. And Father, I just want to praise your name once again for being faithful in our lives. And help us, Lord, to stand in this thing and not to give up the fight because we want to receive that crown of life. It is our prayer. It is our desire. And we make this request in the humble. We make this request, Lord, in the matchless name of our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you, man. Preach. God bless you too, brother. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing what God is going to continue to do through your ministry and um, just see so many people come to Christ at the end of the day. Um, thank you for everyone that was listening into this episode of the podcast. Um, if you guys are listening in your car right now or you listen on Instagram Live, we appreciate you for being here. I know a lot of y'all are probably like, where can I catch the replay? Well, it's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be on the YouTube channel. Um, and you'll catch a couple of clips here and there on Facebook and also Instagram. So um, before I shout out where you can follow the podcast, go ahead and let people know where they can follow you really quick, brother. Oh, you can catch me here on Instagram um, at Forerunner, F-O-R-E-R-U-N-N-E-R 777. On YouTube, the Forerunner, T-H-E-F-O-R-E-R-U-N-N-E-R, like a track runner, 777. The Forerunner, 777 on YouTube, Forerunner. 777 here on Instagram, Forerunner777 on TikTok. I'm out here by God's grace. Absolutely. And whether you like it or not, the truth is the truth. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, brother. I appreciate you so much. It was an honor to have you. Blessings, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely.